Hey folks, this is Tyler Not Gregson from Chasers of the Light, and you are listening to the Signal Fire Podcast, the show that dives into life, the universe, poetry, and just about everything else. As always, there's a lot more info on tylernot.com, and we would love to see you there. Now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back. It's another Sunday morning on the Signal Fire. Today, we're going to be talking about isolation. Well, I don't really know. More, more accurately, what we're going to be talking about today is something that I have noticed over the past few years. Um, and actually, if I'm honest, the last two decades probably, that's bothered me and concerned me and worried me a little bit. And when those things happen, if I don't discuss those things, I get a little bit freaked out and then I overanalyze them and then I think about them too long. And like my writing, I have found that the best way to remedy this problem is to just talk about them and spill it out. And this little signal fire is nothing if not a place to do exactly that. All of you beauties have made that really amazing. And you've made a community of people that don't mind that spilling. And even more than that, you've made it a community of people that are willing to spill back with me and to discuss things that may not be the easiest things to discuss. And I appreciate you for that. And I want that to grow. So if you are not yet behind the little paywall, it is $5 a month. And our community is gorgeous. And we need you and we want you and we want some fresh voices. Because some of these conversations we're having are life-changing, really, to be honest. And we want more people to be involved in these life-changing conversations. And for $5 a month, that's a pretty darn good deal, I think. Five bucks for life-changing conversations and enlightenment and community and people who actually care. What a cool thing, you might be saying. What a cool thing to have. I agree join us, tylernot.com. While you're there, you can look at today's post. Um, it is called Isolated in Nothing on, on this, the uh, 24th of, is it 24th? 24th of April, 2022. Um, as always, there's a photograph. And this lovely photograph is of the Coolin Mountain Range um, in Sligacan in the Isle of Skye. It's a little waterfall and it's the Coolins and it's uh, up in the top left, the tallest peak, if you're looking, is Skernagillion. And that is the mountain that Sarah and I got married in the shadow of. And also the name that we took our dog's name, Gilly, from. A little tidbit for you kids. <sighs> Anyways, I'm rambling. As per usual. And I think the smartest thing to do would be to just read the essay to you today. And even more importantly, to start that conversation. Because... I want to hear some feedback on this and I want to start a little chat about it. It's that important to me because it's just been cluttering up my mind. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, today, isolated in nothing. Here we go. A question, as this is a place for them, you know that by now. Are we losing our ability to notice beauty? We, that old familiar word, that lumping categorizer, that descriptor that can mean a few, or it can mean the entirety. 
Which we, you may be asking, which are you actually wondering about their capacity for noticing beauty, for celebrating it, for actually experiencing it? Truth is, when I hatched the idea for this essay, this Sunday edition, my sights were set on a specific demographic, fingers pointing at the youth of this place. But as I started really thinking more about it, the net was widened and cast much further. Turns out, the we I speak of is damn near every single soul on this planet nowadays. Save a few. Save those lucky few that were the never-adopters to the panoply of technology technology we're inundated with. Those lucky few that chose another way. Those lucky few that are either too old or too stubborn to try to incorporate it. All these thoughts... All this worry and confusion about the lack of attention wasn't born from some specific event. I don't believe it was. It wasn't as though I woke up one morning and was so frustrated or irritated with the evaporating attention spans, the crane necks towards some glowing blue light in the palm of a hand. No, it was much subtler, and it was a hell of a lot sneakier than that. I remember getting my first mobile phone, and I remember it wasn't until I was a sophomore in college. I remember hating it. (laughs) I remember my mother insisting as I was driving so often the 120 miles back and forth between Missoula and Helena, Montana. That brick of a thing sat in my car, in my backpack, or somewhere in my apartment 98% of the time, and I couldn't be bothered with it. Slowly, sneakily, more people that I knew began having them, and their functionality grew. Slowly, eyes began drifting to the little screens with increased frequency. They began interrupting conversations, thought processes, even movies and other forms of entertainment. Frighteningly, these events were round about 20 years ago. Since then, and most specifically, since smartphones replaced those archaic bricks, our attention spans and interests have been funneled and channeled almost entirely to these devices. They are everywhere, and as such, we are nowhere. It's the nowhere that bothers me the most, and I see it mostly in the kids that fill up my life. Mobile phones, iPads, laptops, AirPods, they all add up to this terrifying sameness that means that wherever they are, they aren't really there. I see families turning on the double screens on the seat backs in front of them before they even leave the driveway, whether for it's a trip whether for it's whether it's for a trip to the grocery store or even more heartbreakingly a long road trip over miles and mountains coastlines or wide open plains glued to the glow they miss everything i know that saying this will immediately make me sound old out of touch and that's fine but some of my most vivid and amazing memories in my own childhood were the multiple times we drove from north carolina to montana from montana to new mexico and back from Montana to California, and about a dozen, dozen others, all in a Volkswagen van. The world that flew by my window seemed enormous. It seemed magical, and it seemed like it was filled with more mystery and beauty than I could even begin to comprehend. I think of the generations of children watching Frozen for the 17th time as they drive along some haunted and gorgeous stretch of highway, and I cannot help but feel sad, triumphantly sad. Wander into a grocery store lately, even before COVID wreaked havoc on everything, and seen someone pushing a cart with a toddler's chubby little legs dangling from the weird holes at the front. Popped into a restaurant and found a family sitting at a table. 
I've got 10 whole dollars that says, more often than not, the wee ones in that group are glued to and masterfully navigating some electronic device. Kids as young as eight months somehow learning how to swipe, scroll, and even change the videos that are being played. There are literal millionaires (laughs) that are under 12 years old right now that make their money being filmed open, opening, sorry, and briefly playing with toys because so many children are watching them. Strangely, the problem of this addiction doesn't seem to depend on the age of the people involved. A surprising observation. I have seen the exact same level of dependence and obsession in four-year-olds, teenagers, and adults. I've gone to sporting events and watched in horror and disbelief as hundreds of students are glued to their phones, not even cheering at the actual game they paid to attend. I've been at concerts and watched concerts <laughs> and watched as people watch the concert through their tiny phone screens, Snapchatting or Instagramming or TikToking every moment. And what's even more bizarre, the majority of the time the camera was just aimed at their own face. They are watching themselves on a five-inch screen with famous musicians performing 20 yards away. The question all of this raises in me is a simple one, and one I do so hope you will chime in on, all of you beautiful yous. Are we truly losing our ability to notice beauty? Are we creating generations of human beings who cannot drive in cars without screens, go to grocery stores without being on a device, eat a meal at a dinner table without distraction? Are we? Some may say that we are not losing our abilities to notice beauty. Perhaps the definition of it is changing. Perhaps it's shifted as times have shifted. And if you're in this camp, I really would love an elaboration. What is the beauty of the digital world in comparison to the real one right beyond our arm's reach? I am genuinely curious here, and I offer no judgment in your response. I am here to be educated, to learn perspectives I may not adopt. Please do so. Please. (sighs) I have just seen a change. And the change is drastic enough over these last decades since I graduated high school to call it out. For no matter how slow motion the shifting has been, it's still been. And if we do not speak of it now, who knows what it will be in another two decades. Beauty aside, our definitions of it aside, this is about the noticing. The isolation that has grown as we are vacuumed into the blue glow in our hands and hanging on our walls. And I cannot help but think of that episode of Doctor Who where everyone was being sucked into their own screen during the Queen's coronation. We are missing the world, however beautiful or hideous as you wish to describe it as. And we're creating generations of little humans that would rather watch another child play with a toy than just play with one themselves. We're lost in distraction, filling every waking moment not with thought, but with scrolling, with aimless entertainment that so very often adds up to nothing. Yes, there is an irony in you reading this or hearing me read it to you on a device, and I do understand that. This is the medium of this day, and I cannot afford to send you this via newsprint and ink each Sunday, though I do so very wish I could. Perhaps one day I will compile a few years' worth of these and make a physical book that you can hold. Perhaps. We are isolated in this nothing. We're traveling and still saying in that nowhere limbo that exists between our palms and our faces. The glow and the eyeballs that absorb it. It frightens me. It saddens me. And yes, it often pulls me in too. So I ask again, 
Are we losing our ability to notice beauty? Are we lost in distraction, as the haiku below says? What will become of us? Someone out there. Take a risk and offer yourselves up as Nostradamus for the rest of us. What will become of us if we do not fix where we are right now? (sighs) The haiku for today. Lost in distraction. Isolated in nothing. Missing the whole world. So, that's it. Let's chat about this. I want to know. I want to know your thoughts. I want to know your feedback. I want to know where you think it's going, and I want to know where you think it should go. I just want to talk about this because... When things overwhelm me, I think the best way to handle those things is to discuss them. And we haven't done that yet. So ring in, chime in, no judging, please. If you do judge, you'll be booted out. (laughs) I love you all. Thanks for lending me your ear for these last however many minutes. It means more than I even know how to say that you are part of this. I love you all. And I will see you next week. God, I'm All right. Goodbye. This beautiful signal fire intro and outro music was graciously provided by my best buddy, Gregory Allen Isakov. If you're not yet listening, you're missing out. Head to GregoryAllenIsakov.com for more. Thanks, buddy. I love you.